Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. This is Jill. This is Tara. Jill, I mean, we're both in sweaters and it's June. I forget what to do. Something. And it's so chilly. It's ridiculous. I know. It's so cold and like I have hot flashes all the time. So it's like a disaster because I'm freezing and then I'm sweating and it's just like, I don't even know which way is up, but yeah, I know it's really cold today and yucky out. Depressing. It is. It's a, it's a, it's the perfect day for crumble cookies. Don't you think? So crumble opens right close to us. I think. Yes. Is that why? Really? I thought so. No. Oh, maybe. I don't, maybe. I know there is one. Well, I, I, they're, the closest one used to be like Medford, but I don't know. Maybe there's another one that opened. I want to say Reebok building is. Am I wrong? Or New Balance. You know that New Balance? <gasps> yeah. Did it just open there? I believe there's a crumble over there. I could be wrong, but I'll research it and tell you. But I really think there is. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, and my kids are obsessed with the crumble cookie flavors of the week and everything. But here's the problem. So we get all obsessed with the crumble cookie things and then we go get the crumble cookies like rarely because it's far and who needs like that much in your house. Um, (laughs) And then nobody really eats them because they're just like, it's like too much. It's a lot of cookie. It's like one cookie is like a meal. It is very heavy cookie. Very. Like I think a quarter of a cookie is like 200 calories. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Uh, so did you guys just recently go? No, but every Sunday night we have a whole like, oh my God, what are the flavors? Oh my God, do we like them? And then we try to figure out, can we go get them like at any point in the week? So I don't know this week my kids are off school. So I have a feeling some crumble cookies might show up. So what we're really into right now, because we all have dairy issues, <laughs> is there's <laughs> dairy free ice cream at JP Licks and it is insanely delicious like really oh my god we're like you wouldn't even believe how delicious it is it is so good you would never even know that it's dairy free and like that's our new obsession so what it what is the is it coconut milk or what is the coconut milk and if you add granola with it it's just like the best dessert oh i have to try it i did i've tried i feel like in the past they've had dairy free coconut milk but it's only been like one or two flavors yeah, so they have the ch- I like the chocolate, but then they have like a vanilla and then the salted caramel. Sometimes they have like a special one, but I'd say they're I I think they're pretty good. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. Um, so I just got off a call with Mass Challenge Israel. So I do some sometimes I'll do like little um, seminars or Zoom things with startups at Mass Challenge in Israel because I visited the um, office there and sort of sort of got hooked into that community. But so I just got off a call where I was I was providing feedback on one minute pitches for um, five different or four different startups. And they're all in the climate, sort of climate impact space, which is not a space I know a lot about. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but it was interesting. I always love hearing new 
ideas and pitches. And it's actually really hard to provide feedback when you're just listening. Cause for me, like I like to read things and it's, so it's, 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 you really have to pay attention, I guess. <laughs> is the key. Well, here's a couple questions. First of all, were they pitching you one minute pitches? And also you probably want to knowing you, if you're being pitched something, I bet you want to have a little meat of and potatoes about the top, the company. I mean, I'm sure you want to know a little bit more or do you like when people come at you dry and pitch you with something you don't know? Yeah. So the purpose of this is to get them ready for a, like a one minute pitch competition where the audience, I don't think has any information on them. And so the point of it is to be able to convey your idea in a minute and spark the interest of potential partners or investors or employees or customers. Um, and so I didn't know anything about, about these companies at all. I didn't even know their names. Um, and so, yeah, so they just started pitching just, so they pitched to me for a minute and then I provided feedback. Um, and I gave them a few pointers up front though, which I thought maybe would be helpful to share with this audience. Tell us, because I would think a one-minute pitch would be very hard. Like, I feel yeah. like you need to definitely nail it, because that's not a lot of time. Do you want to try a one-minute pitch for you? No, first give us the first, <laughs> give us first, and then let's see if I can do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So one minute is actually longer than you think it is, um, but... My so my tips to them were uh, there's a, a bunch of them. So one is like less is more. So just focus on like three key messages that you want to get across. But it, and in my experience, you know, there's lot if you there's probably ten points that you want to communicate about your business. You don't. This is this is the this is your first chance. It's really the only may be the only chance, but it's the first chance to just spark someone's interest so that they ask more or they ask for a meeting or you can get to the next step. So you don't have to share exactly everything that's going on and how the thing's made or whatever. It's, it's more just like enough to get them interested and want to learn more. So I always think it's like, what are you like? What is it? Is it, is it a SaaS product? Is it a, um, car like what what actually is the thing because you have to remember that the people you're talking to have zero they don't even never saw they've never seen you they don't know they don't know anything about it so it's like what is the thing who do you target what kinds of customers do you target and then why are you different than what's out there or if you're brand new like why has no one ever done this before so to me those are the three kind of key nuggets you want to focus on and that might differ by concept it might differ by stage of concept or by industry but that's where i would start um, you want to make sure that you have some hook in there. So that's one of the things, as I listened to the pitches this morning, some of them had a hook, some of them didn't. And the hook is really like a big number in my, for me, it's a big number. So it's either a dollar number, like this is a $283 billion opportunity, or it could be, um, you know, a number that's related to impact. So like, carbon emissions or whatever, like, you know, something that is more impact related. It could be a number of, of potential customers, but it's like a big number that really catches their attention. Um, and then you want to get creative, but don't get too fancy. Like keep the words very simple. Um, 
And, you know, some of the people who are pitching to me this morning, English was not their first language, but they had to pitch in English. Very, very difficult. And I encourage them to use just simpler, shorter words, because the last thing you want in just a minute is stumbling over words. And I don't blame them. I mean, it's not their, it's English is not their first language. It's very, very hard. I could never pitch in another language. So I feel, I feel their pain. Um, but uh, just keep, make it easy for yourself and keep it very simple and don't try to use really long, difficult words to pronounce. Um, and, uh, so get, get a little creative. So like one of the pitches this morning kicked off with one line, which is water is life. And like, automatically I know we're talking about water and life. And like, it's like very, it's just a good little opening sentence that really anchors your attention and, and then his topic, his his concept was related to those two things. And so anything you can do to come up with like a little snippet that just grabs people's attention um, is is helpful in a one-minute pitch. Um, definitely practice, like prep over and over, memorize it. I wouldn't necessarily say you need to memorize all every pitch you ever do if it's like a longer presentation. I would not necessarily say you need to memorize it. But with this one, if it's one minute, you absolutely have to memorize it because you have to time yourself. There will be a buzzer that goes off at one minute. So you don't have leeway. It's got to be, you got to get it all out and it'll be embarrassing if that buzzer goes off. So you absolutely have to practice it with the exact words that you're using. Um, and then I like to say in my mind, particularly if you're memorizing it, you tend to, once you get to know it, you tend to say it really quickly. And so you have to remember, again, these people have never heard it. They don't know who you are. They're not used to your style. And there might be a language barrier. And so you, I like to say to myself in my head, like, slow down, slow down, slow down. And just make sure you're very clear, slow, concise. You articulate well. Make sure you say the name of your company slowly. Like, because some of these companies, you've never heard of them. And they just you're so used to saying the company that you founded, but other people have never heard it. So slow down and articulate the name of the company. Um, I interrupt you for one minute. Cause if, if you've ever heard Oprah Winfrey speak about that, she, she'll mention the same, let's just say that's the name of the company. She'll mention it probably three times in a minute. Interesting. But I'm wondering, should you do like, I'm not saying three times, but maybe you say it twice. I don't know. Cause it's, you want people to remember and sometimes people remember if they hear it more than once. Yeah. I really like that idea. Try to get the name of the company in there rather than saying we or this or yeah, just say the name of the company. I think that's a, that's a really good idea. Um, yeah. So those are the, those are the tips I gave them. I also said like, after I heard them speak, I said, just cut out some of the words that, you don't like basically consequently, like you don't need those words in a one minute pitch. It's taking the place of other probably more meaningful words. Um, so just cut out some of those words. It's okay to be a little more like abrupt in a one minute pitch. Well, that sounds like they're just filler words too. Like you can, yeah, maybe you don't need to just have those filler words and it probably would be smoother than just trying to fill it with words. Definitely. I think for some of the people who, where English is not their first language, they write it out and that you would write that in, but you wouldn't, you don't need to say it. 
Right. You wouldn't speak it that way, but if you were, if it were in written form, that's how you would read it. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. very interesting. And so would you say that the majority of them did a good job? Yeah. Excellent. I really excellent job. I think the ones that were a little bit more challenging just hadn't really practiced and hadn't had people critique them, uh, which is important as painful as it is. It's important to do it in front of other people or do it in front of, you know, a video and watch it back, which is just my nightmare. (laughs) I think, you know, I think what you're saying is I was a keynote speaker one time and that was so difficult. And I, I think I practiced that probably every day for like two months. And then I, my kids had a microphone downstairs and then I would do it in the microphone because when you hear your voice sometimes on a microphone, when you start to talk, it can mess with you. You can get thrown off and then you get into your head, right? So I would, I always say practice it every which way, like be in front of the mirror. If there's going to be a microphone, try to talk on a microphone. I mean, these are all things that can like literally throw you in the moment, especially if you're nervous. That's a really good point. I did not say that to them, and I should have, because I know this event they're going to has a microphone, and it's on a stage. And that is a really good point, like to try to test it out, because you're right, when you hear your voice come through the microphone, it's like, who is that? Who's talking? Well, and then it becomes also, for some reason, it becomes so real. And like, you can just, anything like that, for me personally, can throw me, right? So I could, like, that's when I get nervous, and I'm like, I got to cut that piece out, because if you know your information, you should be confident. But it's like those little things that can throw you. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, if anyone has any questions about pitching uh, or wants any tips, let us know. I'll work on my pitch and I'll get back to you, Joe. Next time. Okay. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean shorts, short shorts, boy shorts, tennis shorts, cargo shorts, beaded shorts, running shorts, board shorts.